everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. This is the Good Witch podcast where we break down the episodes of the Good Witch each uh, it'll be each bi-weekly for us this season and uh we are here to do our Good Witch season 7 preview show. Uh so this is where we are going to talk about the previous season, upcoming season. It's going to be super fun. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and today I have with me big Good Witch fan and friend of the podcast, Randy Carter's here, and he's going to be our co-host for Good Witch this season. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm very excited about this. Yeah, this is so cool. You have been on our show twice before, and you are an editor, film editor and director. Correct. Uh, and it's been a little while, so why don't you introduce yourself to our audience that may not be... Is familiar with you? Sure. My name is Randy Carter. I'm a, I'm a film editor. I've edited um, several Hallmark shows, which is where your audience would probably know me for from. Um, uh, probably a half a dozen Hallmark shows. Um, I've done uh, Christmas uh, Christmas Sister Swap, um, Broadcasting Christmas, uh, several others. Lots of Christmas movies, obviously. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I've been a huge fan of your podcast for a long time and also a fan of Good Witch. So I'm very excited to uh, be a part of this. Well, when I was thinking about who could we get because a, Amy isn't able to this season, George is not able to this season, who were our kind of normal co-hosts and you were one of the first people who came to my mind that I not only I knew you were a fan of the show, but I knew you were a fan of the podcast and you were kind enough to to agree. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I thank you so much for inviting me. I'm, I'm very it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm super excited. So uh, do you have anything uh, recently that you were able to work on or were you, was uh, quarantine was quarantine busy for you or not 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 that busy? You know, we had a few months down, but after that, I mean, things picked up pretty quickly again. Mm. Um, I have, I'm not sure how much I'm allowed to talk about it. Sure. I have, I don't have anything for Hallmark coming out this year, mm-hmm. I don't think, but um, I have a couple of uh, Lifetime Christmas movies um, that are coming out. One that I'm just wrapping up now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure how much I'm allowed to talk right, about it. Right, right. That's fine. But, but there'll be, there'll be, uh, uh, a couple of more coming out uh, shortly. So yeah. I stayed pretty busy, uh, thankfully. I mean, yeah. um, only a few months were we really down before uh, production picked up again. Yeah. Do you stick mostly to movies and TV movies or do you do episodic television? I mean, I, mainly I've done television movies. Um, uh-huh. I'm not opposed to doing episodic. I've done a few in the past. It's a little bit of a different uh, animal, it, just in terms of, for example, for Hallmark, almost all of their episodics are done in Canada. Um, so all, all of the production and post is done right. up in Canada. So um, I don't really have an opportunity to work on those. Um, although I would, if anybody wants to call me up, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm available. We'll put all the information in the description. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what got you interested in Hallmark, but particularly The Good Witch in watching it? Well, The Good Witch, I've been a fan of Catherine Bell ever since she was on JAG. Um, I, I watched that show um, all the time and became a fan of hers. And then for some reason, I missed her when she was on Army Wives. I, I just never got into that show for some mm-hmm. reason. 
And then funnily enough, I, I wasn't even sort of aware of Good Witch until they had like two or three movies under their belt. And then I saw, I think it might have been Good Witch's Family or Good Witch's Charm was the first one I saw. Oh, yeah. And then I realized, oh, this is like the third or fourth or whatever it was um, of the movies. So I I, I ended up watching the the, the the previous ones and and just sort of fell in love with the show. And I've been watching ever since. I mean, long before it was even a series when it was just, you know, a movie every year, um, I was watching those. Yeah. What do you think is special about the show? What's your, some of your favorite things about the show? It's the characters. It's the characters mm-hmm. in the show that make it what it is. Um, you know, the, uh, part of it's the magic of the show. And I know there's a lot of discussion about like how much, quote unquote real magic should there be and how much of it is just you know her intuition or whatever i mean i think you go beyond that i i actually don't have an opinion about how much magic quote unquote they should use it's the it's the heart and the soul of the characters and how everyone is always trying to do the best for everybody else that's what i think drives people to the show mm-hmm. yeah i think so too and we'll talk about it but Really, I feel like last season, once they had to sort of move away from Grace, uh, I feel like they had more magic than ever before. They certainly have had more. They, You know, early on, the magic was always, you know, it was always a question of is she or isn't she a witch, right? That was, that yeah. was the kind of the thing that they were doing. And for the longest time, it was like, well, she could be a witch or it could just be intuition. And she sort of knows what the best thing is for people. But in, you're right. In the last season, the last couple of seasons, but specifically last season, mm-hmm. especially with the introduction of Joy. I mean, I think they've laid it right out there that these the the Merowick women have some yeah. sort of supernatural thing that's, you know, in their genes as part of the family. And yeah. I have a feeling we're going to see more of that next season. I think so, because if you think about particularly with the curse, like it actually makes her not be able to talk, Abigail, to be able to talk at points. It's actually like physically limiting in ways that that were more than just sort of intuitive charm as, as it was for a long time. Right. And they did more specific things like when Joy was playing darts because she was trying to get win that clock. And right. she, she was using her powers, you know, in a bad way. And and so Cassie, you know, sort of overrode that with a little bit of her power to cause that dart to fall. And, I mean, it's very obvious that they're trying to say that there are actual supernatural abilities that these women yeah. have. Um, also, there was this whole thing where Joy had a pearl necklace, a family pearl necklace on for like an episode, and she kind of lost her intuition or lost her ability to read people uh, until that necklace came oh, off. True. Yeah. So um, I don't think they're skirting it any longer. They've kind of laid it out there that there is some sort of supernatural thing going on. Yeah. There are all kinds of supernatural magic uh, items, pearl necklace, the Ruby that, that they had that uh, shrubbery plant. Right, right. That they had that. Well, they had the Merowick. Uh, what was it? The Merowick uh, uh, flower. What was it called? Was that all? Was called the Merowick. Yeah, yeah. And was... when it when it wouldn't bloom, like she lost her powers. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, there's there's quite the you almost need an almanac at this point. 
Also, we need a guidebook to all of Cassie's friends from college. Yes. We have gotten so many friends from She must have been in college for many, many, many years. (laughs) Or or either that or she was like the most popular woman on campus. And everyone just assumes that she's their best friend. Yeah. You know? Well, that's probably the case. I mean, Cassie is probably pretty likable. So probably pretty popular. I hope so. (laughs) Yeah. So overall, what did you think of last season? Did you feel like it was a strong season or not well, as good as others? I, I, what I did like about it, and because I've been asking for this, I mean, not to anybody except myself <laughs> talking right. about the show, but what I've been hoping that they would do is more season-long arcs, which mm-hmm. they hadn't really done too much of in the past. And they had two sort of things going on through the whole season. They had the, uh, the curse um, and, yeah. and they had um, uh, uh, Stephanie and Adam, really Adam with his his surgery that he had to have and all of that. And that sort of carried all throughout the season. So I was happy they did that. I'm not sure the execution of the curse and the search for the solution to the curse was handled quite as well as it could have been. Um, it felt a little meandering sometime as of, as if they were kind of making it up as they went along, as opposed to laying out the whole season, you know, where they were going to go right from the beginning. Um, but, um, but I'm glad that that was the, the sort of format that they're now going with. And it seems like maybe they're going to do that this next season as well. I certainly hope so. Um, cause I like it when they, you know, Early on, if you remember, every episode was just like, oh, a new person shows up to be a guest at Grey House. They have a problem. Cassie yeah. sort of fixes the problem and away they go and you never see them again. And that's fine. But how many times can you do that? I much prefer stories not about guest characters, but about yeah. our core cast that we know and love. Yeah. I overall, I I liked this season well enough. I I think what frustrated me a little bit was that I felt like they kept introducing interesting arcs and then like not doing anything with it, you know, that you'd have interesting things with Martha, like particularly with her not being the mayor. And, and then they kind of. Right. But that, made it res- that was the previous season. Was it was not? the previous season? Yeah. Um, and, but like also with Donovan's mother, like, Oh, this is going to be super dishy and super fun. And, and then it doesn't really go anywhere. And it's like they kind of lose their nerve, but particularly last season with, I felt like they were building all this stuff with Joy and Carter. Totally. And I loved Carter. I thought he was so great. And, and then all of a sudden he was just gone. It was so weird to me. I, I actually just recently to prep for this, I did a rewatch of the whole season. So it's all fresh in my mind. Yeah. And and when all of a sudden Carter just disappears and then her friend shows up like, oh, here's your new carpenter. Her friend Donna, I think was her it was name. so weird. And I was like, well, what happened to Carter? I actually went back and looked at the previous episode again because I remember there was that whole thing about that woman was like invite, like offered him a job in Los Angeles. Yeah. But he didn't take it. I mean, he said, look, I'll, we'll get somebody else to do the L.A. I'm going to stay here to yeah. finish the job with Joy. And then he just disappeared. And if for some reason, like the actor all of a sudden wasn't available or something like that, I understand. But you should have, even if in dialogue, wrapped it up, like right. said, oh, Donna, you can be the new carpenter since Carter left to go to L.A. or whatever story you want to make up about him. 
Yeah, because they were building all these things where they were helping each other find dates for the party and they were kind of giving each other makeovers. And it was all building to this, like, in, in the world of romantic comedies, to this kind of climax where they were going to get together, it seemed like. Right. And then, yeah, he, all of a sudden he was gone and they were off to Chicago. And then we have this Donna woman there who was kind of irritating and i was just kind like of. what what yeah. why did you do that well i again i don't mind them bringing donna in and again if if there was outside reasons why carter had to be dropped like actors yeah. not available or or maybe they just decided halfway through oh we're not liking where their storyline is going although i liked where it was going yeah. you can't just drop it without a single like explanation exactly yeah i think he was on the show the 100 he won the 100 yeah one of my yeah, favorite shows so I don't know if that caused the conflict, but yeah, you gotta you gotta sum it up somehow. You can't just have the character just gone. I know that was a really blamed one. They've done it a yeah. few other times, as you said, but usually it's like you don't know. You you presume it's going to be a big story, and then maybe it just doesn't develop. So you think, okay, maybe I thought it was going to be a bigger story than it was meant to be. Carter was a huge part of that of of Joy's storyline there, and then just ignored as if he never existed. Yeah. Yeah, that was I, very weird. Yeah, it was very weird. And it was just a loss because I really, I mean, I loved interviewing Jason, the actor who played Carter. I loved interviewing him on the podcast. He was so charming. And, <laughs> and so I really, I, that added to it. But I just really liked his character and I thought it was really fun. And they I were great. To, they were great together. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I have to say, just overall for last season, I loved Joy. As yeah. an addition, I thought what they were going to do, and they were actually smarter than I give them than I gave them credit for. I thought what was going to happen when Bailey left. I thought to myself, there's going to be an orphan that's going to show up at Gray House. Yeah, who's who like or, or, or you know, and and Cassie's going to end up adopting her as like a foster child or something just to get another teenager on the yeah. show. Um, I wouldn't put you, that still by. Right. But they didn't do it. They brought in Joy, which is, you know, obviously not a teenager and like has a whole different dynamic. And I give them credit for that. Um, It's not the same show as when it started, but it's grown. And, um, you know. Yeah, that's been nice. The the bond between the three cousins and uh, Joy trying to find out more about her, her mother and all of that. I think that that's worked pretty well. And. I think pretty much everything with Abigail and Donovan has worked pretty well. I would well, say, I think they have pretty I, good I, chemistry and. I agree. Abigail is actually one of my favorite characters on the show, mm-hmm. mainly because I love the progress that she's made. I mean, she started as the villain in one of the movies. I mean, she was like the, the antagonist and then she came onto this show and initially, you know, lots of people didn't like her. She was very, yeah. sort of, she was using her powers sort of in a negative way um, back before they were so clear that they were in fact powers, but um, she has grown and it, it doesn't feel forced. It feels like she's just naturally, cause she still has a little bit of an edge to her. Um, but, but is still trying to do good things for people, but with a little bit of sass, which I appreciate. Um, I like her with Donovan a lot. I think that relationship is great and I'm glad that they've, wrapped up the curse and they're engaged now right he asked you know they got engaged so hopefully we'll see a wedding this season or something yeah i hope so 
Yeah, it'll be interesting because they got engaged with the diamond ring in the box. Right. Right. Which uh, I feel like that's got to have some kind of magic powers or whatever. Well, every piece of jewelry has some sort of magic (laughs) power in Middleton. (laughs) It's a requirement. Yeah. But this is literally, what is it? Is it Elizabeth Merriwick? Is that the ancestor? Well, that's the great lady. Yeah, yeah, Elizabeth, and right. uh, it, it's their her their diamond ring, and so it's that's got to it's right. going to be got, fun to see. That's got to be something. Oh yeah, yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> well, and in one of the well, this is getting into speculation, but in one of the first looks, Catherine Bell talks about how their magic is is getting a little spotty, right? Getting a little. <laughs> Well, she had said something about, I saw the same thing. She had said something about, um, like Cassie's magic is like, doesn't work quite so well with people that she loves, which I find an odd statement because she's been surrounded by people that she loves this whole time. And we've never seen her magic not work. Except for the fact that obviously it didn't work with Jake. I mean, if you're going way back, she could save Jake. Right. Hmm. Yeah. I my fa- one of my favorite episodes ever of the show was when Abigail uh, is uh, kind of matching everybody up with her chocolates and flowers, right? And her store. That was really fun to have all these different people coming in and her kind of playing sort of little matchmaker with her magic chocolates. <laughs> Well, I would other, love more like that. <laughs> well, do you remember also there was an episode where Cassie was out of town for some reason, and there were like five or six guests at Grey House, which apparently oh, has yeah, it's yeah. like a TARDIS. It's bigger on the inside than the outside because it has right. so many rooms. <laughs> but but um, and so Abigail was trying to do what Cassie does, like let you know pairing people up yeah. and trying to get was- them to eat, and it was a disaster. She, yeah. They were completely wrong. And it just goes to show you that just because you have this power, it's also like the experience yeah. of uh, that Cassie brings. And that was a great that thing to sort of one. differentiate between Cassie and Abigail and what makes them different. Yeah, that was a good one. And I, you know, it's interesting because it's the good witch, but really I would say that Cassie and Sam have remained pretty consistent as far as their character, we haven't seen that. It's not, they're not like the most dynamic characters you've ever seen. They're pretty consistent as far as their highs and lows. I, I think so. Um, yeah. I, I think James Denton is probably one of the best actors on the show. Mm-hmm. And I say that because I've never seen him in anything else. Um, uh, I've only seen him on this show, but every time I look at him, especially when he's in the hospital and he's doing his doctor stuff, yeah. I believe Every second I'm watching the show, I believe that he's a doctor. I believe that he's there and he's a surgeon. And he's doing his thing. Yeah. And and uh, he, he's so believable to me. Um, so, I, yeah. I, you know, and their relationship is great. I'm so glad that they, uh, you know, got them mm-hmm. together ultimately. If you go back far enough, do you remember when like Stephanie was chasing after him when he first came to town? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, those, <laughs> those were the days. Yeah. And they did a pretty good job. I know that Nick was on the show like for two, three episodes or so last season. Right. Uh, and I don't think he'll be on at all this season. Maybe, maybe a cameo, but uh, they did a good job. I think transitioning because he's so, he was so good with 
with Nick and with Grace in scenes together. I think that he was very good. So that, you know, transferring him over to Empty Nester with Cassie, their characters, and making that work. And and that's going to be a a hard transition for a show to kind of go through. And I think they did a pretty good job with that last season with Cassie and Sam. And not giving them too much conflict because you don't want them to like, we're, are we going to break up or something stupid like that? That would be fr- frustrating. There's but, no, yeah, there's no chance that they're right. So you want to give them just enough conflict that they're not boring, but not too much. Right, right. <laughs> That's the key. And uh, you also had things like Cassie going to school, and she's going to be a teacher at the community at the college. Right. And a few other things, but a lot of her time was spent with Abigail and Joy on this mystery. <laughs> yeah, and I think I I have a feeling that's again this is getting into speculation, but I, I have a feeling that's also where it's headed with these uh, bags of dirt or whatever that has showed up yeah, at the end of last season. Yeah, um, they they've got to you know pursue that, and obviously the three Merowick women received these bags, so. It's, it's got to be something uh, involving the Merowicks somehow. Yeah. I mean, they, I would say the plot point that was my least favorite last season was the whole Adam going on the mission and Stephanie and Adam. And well, um, yeah. Here, here's the thing about that. Cause I've always, ever since you guys did your, your, uh, podcast about this i've been wanting to talk about this um i know you guys all preferred vincent to adam oh yes and he's back did you see that i did i'm not happy about that because vincent Vincent was always too sketchy for me i thought for sure that they were going to reveal when he was talking about i i you know i'm i'm in charge of this fleet and we sail around the world i thought that was all going to be a lie and he was going to be some down and outer that just has to lie but it didn't turn out to be that way. But okay. But so for Stephanie, <laughs> for Stephanie, I prefer Adam over Vincent. However, last season, Wes showed up, her ex-husband, played yes. by Kylie Evans's real husband in real life. And yeah. oh my gosh, the 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 chemistry between those two yes. is just leapt off the screen. I was like, I want Wes back so yes. badly. Um and again I so agree speculating a little bit but we saw in the trailer there's some new guy for stephanie did you see yes i have no idea who that is i think it's a new person right it just flashed and i couldn't find anything anywhere about new casting i i looked uh all over that i could find online i couldn't find anything so i don't know who that guy is but yeah they that's true there was somebody right and i mean it'll always because i love ben oh Ben, ben was the best for stephanie Mm, makes me so <laughs> sad. I was like, can we just bring him back, please? I know. I think that was, well, see, again, that was an actor thing, I believe. Like the yeah. actor became not available, but at least they did. It's not like they came back the next season and there's no mention of Ben. Right. I mean, it was just a line or two of dialogue, but at least, you know, they said, yeah, we broke up and Ben moved out of town or whatever. Yeah. So there you go. And and that happens quite frequently. I think it was especially weird that it happened mid season just after with, with Carter just after they were building up to this romantic party thing. It was so weird. But um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, Adam is hard 
I struggle with his personality. Uh, and I, I guess the thing I think about the whole mission thing is I feel like that's usually a kind of problem that is for younger people, you know, that sure. they are having to decide to go do a mission or to join the Peace Corps or, you know what I mean? Something like that. Right. And for him to all of a sudden out of the blue, come up with this idea that he's going on the mission trip. And I don't know. It was all really weird and just not, <laughs> there was a side of me that was just like, just go and Stephanie move on. <laughs> right. Please. Well, he, he is back this year as we know. I know. But I, it, does, it doesn't seem like they're together. So maybe they just decided yeah. not to be together, which is fine by me. Um, fine with me too. Right. And like just get West there. back. Get West back. Yeah. And he like wanted th- them to save his job. Again, that's something you think of for like a younger person, not somebody that's, I mean, what did we figure Stephanie is? Oh, at least. Oh, I mean, early forties, maybe. Yeah, like at least late thirties. Right, right. Yeah, and that's just not the kind of thing that like usually you deal with when you're in your late thirties. Is your boyfriend going off to join a mission or a Peace Corps well, or whatever? I would love, I would love a storyline for Stephanie that doesn't involve a new business she wants to open. Or yeah. a relationship. It seems like that's all the stories that she gets. Right. Um, it's true. And at least because I, I love Stephanie. She's a great character. Yeah. I just wish they would do more with her. It's not that they don't give her lots of storylines. They do. She's a big part of the show. But it's always the same thing. Oh, here's a relationship. Yeah. Is it going to work or not? Or I want to open up a new business. I think she rivals Cassie for the number of businesses <laughs> that one person can operate at a time. Right. Yeah, you're right. I agree. I definitely agree. And so we also have that uh, Martha, her she was involved with the whole mystery kind of thing, right? Last season, and uh, and then kind of a big reveal is that her daughter-in-law is has come and is pregnant, right? And at first she's kind of micromanaging that. And as Martha would be likely to do. And uh, so now I guess that's going to continue into this next season from what I read. That's great. I, I, I love the idea of grandma Martha um, yeah. or, or whatever she said to call her. I can't remember now. She had a, she had a thing. Um, but um, I, I, I think that's great. Anytime you can get Martha out of her comfort zone, um yeah. it's it's gold it's comedy gold. Um Yeah, and it seems like her and this daughter-in-law have very similar big personalities. There should be some I think some good humor from that. Hope so. I mean, Martha is great. I, what I wish they would do with Martha, I mean, she's fabulous. I, I, everybody yeah. loves her. I actually when they started talking about oh she had to run for re-election or or when she lost her mayorship briefly there, um I would love to like have Martha no longer be the mayor for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Maybe she, you know, maybe there's a, there's a, a election or maybe she just like, there's a term limit or who knows what, but like, I would love to see her in different environments because I think we, the mayor thing is kind of played out, 
like you said, when they mm-hmm. when they were doing the thing where she was going to be like a TV host oh, or something like I'll that. I'll never forget the comptroller interview. I <laughs> I want them to have the uh, what do they call it a closed network. Uh, I can't think of the public oh, access. Public access, yeah. Oh, I wanted to have that show again so bad. That was so funny and had so much potential. Right. <laughs> You know, got rid of it way too fast. Way too fast. I mean, I they should have kept Martha out of the mayor's chair. I mean, indefinitely, really. Just yeah. just because, I mean, seeing Martha like now without any of the power that she has is yeah. really interesting. And Catherine Disher is such a wonderful actress. Yeah. Um, one of the things I can't wait to again, this is now speculation, but in the trailer or whatever, one of these videos that they put out. You saw, like, I don't know if it's Martha's twin sister or who, but Catherine Disher's playing, like, a dual role. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I didn't know if it would be, like, a fantasy sequence. I don't know. I mean, if there is a twin Catherine Disher, I will die. That would be amazing. I am here for it. I am (laughs) here for it 100%. (laughs) Especially if she's no longer doing the sort of, like, woohoo, you know, woohoo, but doing something (laughs) more, like, you know, serious, like, I mean, because Catherine Disher yeah. can pull it off, oh, and yeah. and I think that would be just comedy gold. So yeah. I I hope that they. I mean, I'm <laughs> sure it will probably just be a one episode thing because, yeah. like, you know, it probably could get old after a while. But I mean, I think it could be great I, I comedy. I think they also missed out and on not having Mayor Martha by Sam's house because how hilarious mm. would that have been if Martha lived across the street from Cassie? Right. That would have been so funny. <laughs> she would have been like that neighbor on Bewitched, yes. right? Well, the other, but the other problem that is, if you if you remember, if you go back to the movies, yeah, uh, the, the, originally Martha was like the the you know she was like the bad guy. I mean, she was like against. Right. She was trying to drive Cassie out of town, saying she she promotes this black magic in her little shop and all that. I mean, obviously, yeah. any kind of like let's run them out of town because they're witches is gone. Everyone seems to sort of know that she's a good witch and, right. and is, and is okay with that. <laughs> Cause I think everybody has benefited from her intuition at this point. <laughs> You're like, right. I can't be mad about it. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she has definitely changed a lot since the, since the movies, that's for sure. Uh, but I think that this thing with her, daughter-in-law hopefully it won't just be a couple episodes hopefully it'll be a like an arc uh through this season i think that has a lot of potential to be funny and sweet and you know martha dealing with a baby and all of that i think could be really fun what do you feel about donovan's mother and martha and their sort of yeah relationship and you know history Well, I feel like they didn't do very much with that. It had a lot of potential. Donovan's mother in general to me was a big missed opportunity because she, she presented when, when they first introduced her, I was like, Ooh, this lady's going to be really, you know, it's kind of, she's going to be really evil and fun and, you know, campy kind of that I like. And, and it's kind of like the pecs on Chesapeake shores. They introduce them. Ah, yes. And then they just, Ah, they don't do anything with them right I, that's how i felt didn't they come to kind of a the whole thing with the uh the land in the well and every that whole episode didn't they I, kind of come to a they definitely came to agreement? an understanding but also like martha's mother who i'm sure has a dotty uh is her name 
um, uh, you know, when with the whole engagement between Abigail and Donovan, she sort of has turned around to be, you know, un- she's no longer against the marriage and all that. So I think they're trying to reform her character a bit. Yeah. And I think there's going to be some conflict between Don- Donovan and Abigail and his mother as far as the wedding planning. I oh, think uh, one can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> that would be very hallmarky right. to do. You know, we we still have the same writers from last season that we had this season. Same showrunners. So that should be fun. Supposedly, they say on the little thing that's less about Middleton and more about the characters and the people. So I, I don't know exactly. Uh, there'll be just less of sort of the lore of Middleton, maybe? I, or? I wouldn't mind that. I mean... I don't know how much we can dwell on the Merowicks. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I mean, there's a family tree that you could build and there's cousins and second cousins and yeah. third cousins. And, you know, it's like, we get it. I, I, if the idea is like less of that and like the history of Middleton, like the well and, and all this other stuff and more about sort of a little bit more grounded in what's going on with our characters now, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Well, and then they also say in one of the previews, it says there's going to be a lot more romance this year. And then it shows, uh, it shows George with his girlfriend. I forget her name. Samantha. Samantha. And so that sounds like that's going to be something. And then it showed this new guy for Stephanie that you mentioned. Right. And uh, then it shows... Uh, a little moment with joy and a, a and a woman right uh yeah that we have not introduced and i tried i looked around again for new casting and i couldn't find anything i don't know who that actress is but i think uh, i think i was looking around a little bit on social media as well isn't she from that show that other show that that uh the actress who plays Joy is on the Wyatt Earpers. Yeah, the one. What the, she's from Winona Earp, I think. I I wondered about that because, uh, because I heard a lot of people talking about it. I wasn't sure if it was just because Joy was in it or if it was. Let me see. It was that Dominic Provost, maybe. Um, because Cat Barrel looks like her. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know, but it, if they, if that's what it looks like, that might be her. Right, Dominic Provost is on uh, Wyona Earp. Don't don't quote us on it. Yeah, but it, it might be. It might be <laughs> sure. her. Uh, but uh, if they do that and they have joy in a relationship with a woman, that would certainly be a new dynamic that, for uh for hallmark it definitely would i mean hallmark has, has started to do it there were a couple of christmas movies last year mm-hmm. that had uh, a, a same-sex relationship i think not as the main relationship but as like the side characters so it's not unheard of i actually i actually think it's a fantastic idea if, that, if mm-hmm. they're, that's what they're where they're gonna go because at least it's something different Right. You know, than what we've seen before. I also just want to say, because I, I've always complained in the past. I think when I was a guest on your podcast, I complained about this. I love George, but they never do anything with him. 
He is right. like, you got the least amount. All he does is carry in the bags and fix the plumbing. Yeah. And when yeah. they had Samantha on last season, and they had that one episode where they were sort of flirting with each other, and then nothing for the rest of the season, I thought it was going to be one of those one and done, and then they never mentioned it again. So I'm so happy that she's back this season, and it looks like he's going to get a relationship because I think that's a fantastic yeah. plot line. Like if they weren't going to bring back Carter then sure, why not? Try something new. And especially if she is the person on this Wyona Earp show, then what a good chance to bring over an audience over to The Good Witch. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just to bring a whole new audience to Hallmark in general. Uh, because, I mean, everybody will have a relationship that they can relate to and that they like. And, I mean, this is off, obviously assuming that it's done well. But if they've already been successful in a previous show, you can imagine that they'll have chemistry and that things will be great. And so, yeah, I I have no problem with it, obviously. And I think it could be really cool. I mean, we don't know. Hopefully they won't hopefully they won't bait us that that's what we think they're going to do and then they don't do it. That would be kind of annoying. That would be bad. I mean, yeah. either do it or, or don't. If you're teasing it like that and then don't yeah. follow through. But on the other hand, I mean, it's going to be a Hallmark romance, which is the most chaste sort of like, sure. you know, making googie eyes at each other. <laughs> you know, that's what a Hallmark romance is. That's what you come to expect. It's not going to be anything yeah. more than that. Right. Um, but but you're right. If if they, especially when it was right there in that trailer, I mean, if they did that and then it ends up being not a romantic thing and it was some other kind of connotation of that shot, because it was really just one shot, like that's not cool. Yeah. That's not cool to, to bait like that. Right. Agreed. Well, so one interesting element to this upcoming season is that it was shot later than it typically is shot. And so we are not going to have, at least according to what I read, we aren't going to have a Halloween episode. We are, we may actually have a Christmas episode, Oh, which is interesting. That could be fun. That could be fun. I mean, it, it's a little weird though, isn't it? Because, I mean, they always used to do the, the Halloween movie mm-hmm. and it would air, you know, around Halloween and then you know, it's sort of in between the seasons, we'd get that Halloween movie. Yeah. And then because of COVID, obviously, they weren't able to get that understood. And so and they did shoot the regular show a little bit later, but they're airing it now. Are they going to air a Christmas episode in you know yeah. July or August? Which I mean, wouldn't maybe be that uncommon for shows. They often I've, I feel right. like I've seen that before in a lot of shows, but but uh, they won't they've they have done a Christmas movie before, way back, The Good Witch's Gift. They did. And yeah. Christmas Eve, I believe, is Cassie's anniversary with Jake. Right. And yeah. will they bring that up if they do a Christmas episode? Yeah, I would. Why not? That would be you good. Would think. You would yeah. think. Yeah. And uh, you could have maybe even another Christmas wedding. <laughs> oh, there you go. With... With one of these couples, with Abigail and Donovan, probably. Uh, and well, so I, I think that could be really fun. I would love to see Middleton decked out in Christmas and and the gray house with Christmas lights. We've never seen that before. 
Right. And they shoot the, the, the seasons that they shoot in because they shoot up in Toronto. Like, as we know from seasons past, by the time they get later into the season, there's real snow on the ground up there. Obviously, yeah. depending on what weather they get. But they could certainly do a Christmas episode and have like snow and, and everything. I mean, sometimes it's a little silly. Remember the chocolate episode where they were doing the chocolate uh, festival or whatever it was? Oh, yeah. And they had to do it. I mean, I'm sure it was a production thing that they had to do it like right in the middle of the snow. And it looked a little silly. Yeah. Everyone outside, right. the, you know, tasting chocolate and it's like snowing like crazy. Um, yeah, that's you think true. they would have just moved it inside somewhere. But, but what can you do? Yeah. Uh, so it turns out we did get a little summary from Hallmark uh, channel uh, about episodes one and two. We won't go too much into it, but the conceit of the first season is that they're, I mean, the first episode is they're doing a movie in the park and it's going to be Greece, I guess, is the movie they're going to be watching, which sounds fun to me. It does sound fun. Uh, you know, everyone dressed up in 50s uh, outfits. Yeah. Yeah, that, that could be cool. I mean, mm-hmm. you, ordinarily, we've seen them all dressed up before in period garb in like 1800s, you know, for, for some of their festivals. Middleton doesn't do anything halfway. They uh, When they throw a festival, it's a, it's a big deal. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, that could be a lot of fun. See yeah. everybody like dressed up in like uh, leather jackets or, you know, the, what like the pink ladies or whatever, yeah. you know. I mean, it's kind of funny because Greece is actually not Hallmark friendly, really, at all. (laughs) When you actually think about it, when the messaging and the the things, but uh, it's kind of packaged in nice packaging. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. I mean, Mm -hmm. maybe, I mean, Hallmark is, you know, perhaps, you know, they're in in a transitional period for sure. And they're trying to maybe, you know, see what will work in the sort of new way but at the same yeah. time, keeping their old audience. I mean, they're, they're very aware of what their brand is, but I think they're just trying to expand and sort of like, you know, see where they fall in the new reality. As yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. And that's going to be really interesting to see with this new C- CEO and new, uh, new kind of philosophy that we've already seen is, we have some influence, but then I think this next year we're really going to see that influence more than we were right. able to see last year because of the pandemic, but also because things were already in. It takes a cycle, I think, or maybe even more. But right. um, but yeah, we're going to find out about these bags of dirt. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think, think of it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, it feels like it's. You know, uh, because it feels like it's going to some, obviously it's related to the Merowicks. I mean, could it be like the soil of the first, you know, is it something like that? Like this is the soil from the ground that the first Merowicks landed, you know, in, in, in Middleton. With it's like Plymouth Rock or something. Like right, that. right. I don't know. Yeah. I, it's gotta be something like that. There's gotta be some kind of. Because wasn't they? Wasn't she also like planning, planning some kind of garden in the back? Cassie was. Oh, that's there was right. Like, or maybe it was Joy. I can't remember. But they were like making a little garden. Right. That was when Joy first showed up because they they dug up the time capsule that had the photos of Joy's mother, and that's how yes. we found out. That's how we found out that Joy was a Merowick. Well, and 
So ha- I think it might have, maybe they'll grow something or mm. I don't know. It's Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. But it has to be something magical because it just showed up. Yeah. Like, like, like <laughs> you know, I think Abigail said this showed up at, on my desk at my house or something. You know, like it, it's, it's somebody had to, yeah. either somebody's breaking into their houses to leave these bags of dirt or there's some sort of magic involved. <laughs> It's like in um, Batman v Superman, the floating dirt, you know, ooh, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. So Vincent is back, which I, I, I'm i sure they don't listen to the show, but maybe they listen to the show. I feel like we're like definitely the most Vincent fans. And the fact that he was back, I was, there was a side of me that was like, ah, uh, they're listening to our show. As long as they don't try to put him with Stephanie, I'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, do we know yeah. at all what his storyline is or anything? Uh, let's see. Did it say? So this is actually, it's in episode two. It says, Cassie's foster brother, Vincent, goes in a search of his birth mother and makes another connection instead. Ooh. <laughs> well, that sounds interesting. Yeah. So I don't think it's Stephanie. No, no, no. Well, obviously, there's this new guy for Stephanie, whoever that might be, um, and it's not going to be Adam, which is fine, and it's not going to be Vincent, which is great. It just needs to be Wes. This is the bottom line. It, they need to bring Wes back. Oh, I would I, love that so much. I mean, is he an actor ordinarily? Is he on another show or something? I think he is. I know that they host a game show together, but I'm pretty sure he also does acting. Yeah, he needs to. He needs to come yeah, back. He was good. And they were, of course, I mean, but that's not always the case. We know that sometimes couples, it can be a little weird. It can be a right. little awkward on, on I screen got, together. I have to say, when Ste- even with Ben, as much as I love Ben, and I know we're all big Ben fans here, oh. even, even with Ben, I felt Wes was the first time I saw Stephanie with somebody and I said to myself, I could see them together forever. Um, yeah. So... Uh, and it would be such an interesting plot uh, for her to reconnect with her ex-husband. I feel like that that is something that we wouldn't expect from a Hallmark show. Well, even 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 in the in the episode, they were you know once they reconnected a little bit, they both said to each other like, "Do we even remember why we got divorced?" Because it yeah. seemed so great. And then the only reason she kind of pushed him away again is because of Adam. Well, if Adam's off on his mission or he's back and they're not together then that's not an obstacle anymore. Oh, so she be should so be uh, she should be dialing up Wes and seeing see what he's doing. Uh I would love that so much. I'm I I find 
I don't know if I dare to hope for that, but it would be great if you're listening to Hallmark Show. <laughs> um, but yes, so then we have also Joy dreaming about her parents. Mm. So I think we might learn more about Joy's father, now, not just her mother. Are both her parents dead? Didn't she mention that her parents died in a car accident or something yeah that's why i think she's dreaming it said that she's dreaming about her parents right uh let's see if i can find it on here well yeah it you know it, is it one of these dreams i mean it's a merowick so it's not just dream because we've established before have we not that joy's dreams sometimes come true yeah remember she was all worried um when she was dreaming about other things and she was like sometimes my dreams come true that's part of her a little brand of, of Merowick magic. So, um, you know, depending on what the dream, maybe she's dreaming that they are alive and, and maybe we'll find out somehow they're still alive. That could be interesting. Yeah, that would be really interesting and I would like to see it. So I hope they, they, that it'll be, it'll be good to see some more depth to Joy's character. I really, I, as we said, I like Joy last a season and so i think that'll be good and we also are having a little bit of conflict evidently between cassie and sam where they are like two ships in the night they said in one of the previews they because mm. his schedule and she has like three jobs and so that's challenge that they're going to be working on I, you can only imagine that that's a, a, an ongoing problem i mean he's a doctor so he's always on call or whatever um, he doesn't yeah. seem to have his office practice anymore, does he? That just sort of disappeared. And uh, now right. he only really works at the hospital. So I don't know where the people in in in, uh, in Middleton go when they just need a regular doctor's appointment. I guess yeah. they have to go over to Blairsville to the hospital. <laughs> um, forbid. Blairsville. Blairsville. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but, uh, because Cassie, she doesn't even have um... – her daughter, her daughter-in-law, I forget her name. Lori that would work. Lori, not Lori, oh. the other, the um. Oh right, uh, that would uh, work at the uh, store. Brendan's wife. Um, uh, I'll think of it in a second. But yeah, he, she. I mean, we have to presume. I have to presume that she has help that works at the store. Otherwise, ninety percent of the time, there's nobody in that store. You know, she Tara. Has to, Tara. Tara. Thank you. Yeah. But, so, because Tara used to help her at the store, and now right. she has nobody. She must. She must have like some background extra that we don't ever see, <laughs> because she's off teaching at the community college. She's running the 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 bed and breakfast. Um, although yeah. she has George helping her there, and it seems like Abigail maybe helps out sometimes, but she, Abigail also has her own business. So there's no way that if that store is closed, whenever Cassie isn't there then that store is making no money. And it's, yeah. it's you know, there's gotta be like somebody else that covers ships <laughs> that we just don't know about. I mean, this is a, a hallmark pattern that we've been seeing is these women with like three jobs and they, <laughs> on one calls the heart. It's been kind of a running joke that we've had that uh, Clara on one calls the heart, that she, she has three jobs. She works in the women know how to cafe, works in the cafe, works in the barbershop and works in the dress shop. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but women yes. know how, women know how to multitask. I so, guess, yeah. yeah. Makes me feel lazy. <laughs> but, uh so uh then we have yeah, Adam is back from his mission and 
So hopefully they'll be like, what I think could be fun is some conflict between Adam and this new guy. Right. That could oh. be fun. Oh, the new, the, the Stephanie's new, mysterious yeah. new guy. So he's jealous and all. And I, I wonder if Adam is going to be around for the whole season or not. I, mm-hmm. I speculate that he comes back for first maybe couple of episodes and then is, isn't on any longer. But, I mean, he, is he obviously coming back from his mission? I mean, because we never actually saw him leave on his mission. Yeah. Presume, I, where did I? We presume he's coming back from the mission yeah. at the beginning of the season. He's on the cast. We know that. So uh, right. he's either coming back or I guess doing some kind of, uh, we see him on the mission, but. Right. Uh, but yeah, so that's sort of our thoughts. I think that it's a season with a lot of potential. I'm excited. I'm excited to cover it. I think it's going to be really fun. And our plan, just some housekeeping, our plan, just like we did with One Calls the Heart, is to cover every, to cover bi-weekly. We are going to cover, uh, let me put my calendar. So we are going to cover the premiere. And then uh, we are actually, Cammy, our co-host, is actually going to cover the next episode Uh, Because I am going to be out of town Memorial Day weekend. Uh, And then we will just be every two weeks. And it should be really fun. And I'm excited. And thank you again for agreeing to help us with this. I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem. This is so much fun. I can't can't wait to see what this season brings. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So thanks thanks for having me on this. Just comment on our social media, Hallmarkies Podcast and Hallmarkies Pod. Uh, with your comments or in the comment section on YouTube and let us know what you think, what you're excited for uh, with the new season. And you can find me at Rachel's reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. And also if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really helps us out a lot. And if you are listening on YouTube, give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. We're just about at 3K on our YouTube. So uh, if you can help us get there, we sure would appreciate it. And we also have our patron group and we are doing our watch along this month with director Michael Damien. And we're going to watch the Christmas Waltz with him. And that's going to be so fun on the 14th, only $2 a month to join the patron. And you can, there's all kinds of other benefits that you can get. So check it out. The information will all be in the description. And then we also have our merch store, which has some goodies inspired merch that you definitely don't want to miss. Check that out. We'd really appreciate it. And thanks so much, Randy. Really appreciate it. And we'll talk, we'll talk again about the uh, premiere. Sounds good. Can't wait. Bye everyone. Bye.